Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. We're going to be chatting about January 10th through the 16th of oh, 2020. Mid-month. I, I haven't had to write it yet, so it hasn't tripped me up. Everyone talks about that for the first month, at least, I feel like. People do that bit. Oh, I kept writing 2019. I'm like, I guess it'll happen, but I just haven't been tripped up yet. We're going to get to a point where people younger than us are going to be like, what's a check? Because God. that was the big thing of like Ugh. writing it on checks, but... I don't make checks. I yeah. do everything digital deposit and et cetera. So we just do like my wife's checking account. So it's like she drops up. We drop off the checks together, but it's, I just send her money and it's her checks. So yeah. I don't have to worry about it. So, but I don't know if she, how far ahead we've gone. Like maybe she's slipped up. Like it's, it's just like one member of our household has messed up on behalf of all of us. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Talking to younger people about things is already frightening as it is. Yeah. It's weird. Just. I mean, especially just the whole the year 2000 and 2020, because I would guess you didn't really have that back in the early 1800s of looking forward to <laughs> yeah. 1900. Oh, no, th those bugs are going to yeah. come in. <laughs> but now that we've had a century of pop culture behind us, you know, 2020 seems like it should be Flash Gordon and jetpacks and made robots and yeah. Jetsons and everything. We do have Flash Gordon, but it's like on Blu-ray, so yeah. it's not it's not the same. And we got a ton of stuff. Like we kind of forget, but just you know, the average smartphone is pretty cool. Oh yeah, I mean that's we we talk about that all the time. Where it's like it's basically like a Star Trek device at oh, this yeah. point. So I mean, then we're doing okay. Okay, before we pressed record here you started talking about star wars yeah which I, I finally saw i interrupted you and i said shut up let's talk about it on the even i do this apparently like you know we lapse into the good stuff disappears <laughs> yeah, before yeah, the yeah. play button starts or the record button have you been hitting play this whole time actually <laughs> everything oh, everything we're, we're not good anyway yeah i was so this i actually like embarrassingly have to admit that i saw cats before star wars oh you saw cats I saw, last week I, you know what the main reason I saw Cats? Two reasons. Number one was because my friend who likes bad movies, well, we both do, but he he's a big Taylor Swift fan as yeah. well. So he obviously needed to see this movie. And so he, for him, I was supposed to, uh, I was it was New Year's Eve. He had a party that night, but I was already going to a different thing. And I wasn't able to go to his. So I was like, okay, well, we'll go to the matinee for Cats. I think that's fair. So we went and saw it. I mean, it's bad, but the the other main reason I went is because someone mentioned to you, probably jokingly, yes. that they were like, oh, when you guys get cats, blah, blah, blah. And you were like, you think we're going to get cats? And <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, no, I hadn't thought about it, but I guess we're not going to get cats. So I was like, well, I have to go and see it. Like, well, I can't just wait till it comes out on whatever things come out on. So I was forced to go on a Tuesday and... Uh, and it sucked because I really wanted to see Star Wars. I'm in a theater on a Tuesday. Yeah. And I, I was like, maybe I can sneak into Star Wars after this. But it was at a different end of the thing. They would have trapped me for sure. So Was it enjoyably bad or just a train wreck? It's like... It's not as bad as I hoped. But yeah. it's like not boring. That's the way I would say it. It's like just it's, genuinely. I, like I'm not even <laughs> kidding around. All I've seen is a couple of tiny clips, if I'm remembering correctly, because... Ian McKellen or Taylor Swift, somebody was yeah. on Colbert or The Tonight Show or something. So I saw a little clip. I was terrified. Yeah. I, I genuinely creeped out. Somebody said to me, why didn't they just go old school and have it be kind of Broadway looking? Mm -hmm. And you think way back, like they pulled that off with Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Where they're just like, hey, that's a lion. Yeah. 
but it just that they backpedaled so fast. Yeah. And I don't know what version you saw, but I, they were probably like, the new one. I guess we're putting out a new one. Yeah. I was afraid of that. And it might be the only time that I would advise trying to find a cam version of something is to at least <laughs> right. see, cause it would look so terrible in two ways. Number yeah. one, it would be an awful piracy thing, but it would look like, I really wish we could have seen that first version. Cause it's like, Oh wait, Oh, you fixed everything. This is a great movie now. Like, really? Like there's no way. And fascinating to do it so fast. Yeah. Like, I think, what, like a weekend of screenings yeah. got through before they sent out a new DCP and were like... At, at most, yeah. Like, I think it was like a week and, and it was already sent out. And I thought, I really thought about going, I, I think Thursday or, or maybe it was a Sunday. It was like the final showing of it with the, the crap version or, or the more right. crap version, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And I really kind of wanted to go and see it. But I was like, what? This is going to be bad no matter what. It doesn't really matter. So the thing I found kind of shocking, I, I only knew of two songs going in and i didn't really know that i knew them until they happened i was right. like all oh, right it's that and the one was like that memories which was hilarious because all oh, that makeup is bad but the music's not it's not very good like i don't want to be a jerk here like i do enjoy musicals yeah but like the music was not very strong and like i, I it's the same guy who did phantom of the opera which has some great great stuff see i'm not i i don't mind musicals at all and right I, I go see musicals when they make it around to the NAC or I've been to a few on Broadway. Mm -hmm. But from what I understand, whether this is fair or not, <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber, despite being crazy popular. Yeah. And probably a little circles, bit crazy too, probably whether it be snobbery or not <laughs> is kind of looked at as not great yet successful. Okay. So I don't know if that's like a Michael fair. Bay. Maybe. Of, yeah. Of, of like and his stuff is very, I guess it is snobbery, but it's very mainstream. Yeah musical theater successful so you've got your phantoms and your cats and mm. that kind of thing so yeah i don't know and I, i've never listened to the soundtrack all the way through i've never seen it live even in like yeah. a high school play or nothing i've never seen it at <laughs> just all. that bit on the simpsons where bart and milhouse go yeah. but you don't hear the music so i don't know that i'm a little terrified to see it and plus it's like two hours long and it's yeah i, I think it was like an hour 49 and it felt it but like yeah. you can't there's no real like i don't want to say there's no plot but it's just the plot is basically like these cats They're every cats. year have a have have a like showdown where the winning cat gets to go to essentially heaven i guess like you get reborn or something and and that's it. So it's it's a big con it's like American Idol for cats, I guess. But just for jellical cats who are different than normal cats, we'll cover that never. And so like it just and then Idris Elba is like the bad cat, I guess. And he's trying to like he wants to win, but Judy Dench is the judge and she's like, You're never gonna win. And so the way that he gets rid of a bunch of the cats is he put he gives them catnip and he's like, Oh look, they're all wigging out, they're disqualified. I was like, what? Why are they disqualified? Like, you just drugged them? I don't understand. How, how does he get to win? He doesn't win. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> and spoiler alert, is there a spaceship? Do they go to space? Um, there isn't or... a spaceship, but there's a hot air balloon that okay. goes up towards space. I remember somebody telling me that Cats ends with a spaceship, maybe a hot air balloon. Maybe I'm misremembering. Or they, might, they can't afford the spaceship, so now it's a hot air balloon. I don't know. But, but the cast in the movie is insane. Oh, yeah. it's it's. And let me tell you this. Jason Derulo was a highlight, so that should tell you a lot about this movie. Man. Because, like, I mean, I don't care about Jason Derulo, but like, he kind of his cat had like kind of a prince swagger, okay. and so he was his, oh, yeah. his songs were more funky, kind of, and like he's he's doing the fun stuff. And I was like, okay, well, he's having fun, I guess. And like, well, right away, people were asking us, "Hey, if you lose Rocky Horror, this can be your new midnight movie." 
And I'm just like, I don't want to encourage this. I I don't. I think it's worth one or two screenings, like uh, maybe like a March break thing or something. But like, it's not. I don't see a cult forming around it. I I just, like I said, like it's fine. I wasn't angry that I saw it. It was entertaining throughout in in various ways. But like, I mean, it's not good. Well, and plus, usually there's a mix. Like, even if a movie might flop, yeah, it might get critical acclaim, (laughs) or vice versa. A movie does well, yeah. but this is across the board where seemingly the yeah. critics, the fans, and yeah. the box office don't like it. They said it so, was basically nightmarish, pretty much, is the takeaway. Well, and they opened it against Star Wars, <laughs> and it was something insane, like $175 million for Star Wars and three for Cats. Like, oh, it, it was something that's upsetting. lunatic. And it's just Taylor Swift fans, pretty much. Probably, yeah. And she's in one scene, which my friend was furious at. Oh, I'm like, wow. That's what made you fur- furious, I should say. I'm like, that's what pushed you over the line is that Taylor Swift only had the one scene. and But she wrote, there was one original song in it, apparently. Oh, yeah, it was, they always do that to try to get an do- Oscar nomination. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and she is up for the Golden Globe for it. Or, well, I guess it happens. Was, yeah. I assume she didn't win. I don't know. But I don't care. But yeah. <laughs> so she co-wrote it with Andrew Lloyd Webber. Right. I don't know how much. Like, I think she wrote it all and maybe he did the music or whatever. And that song was like, it was pretty good. Like, that was one of the better songs. And But she didn't sing it. She wrote it, and so my friend oh. was furious. I think her version's over the end credits, which yeah. I didn't stay for. And he was like, I can't believe Taylor Swift was only in it for like five minutes. I'm like, yeah, that's really upsetting. Wow, yeah, I had thought she was the cat in it or something. They'd been yeah. publicizing her so hard. I thought that, too, at first, that the main cat was her until she came on screen, and I realized the other cat was way younger, I, maybe. And I guess the main cat's just a ballet dancer, like an actual ballet dancer who they just got because she can j- jump around and do catty type thing. Weird. Yeah. Anyways, the okay. first, the yeah. very last thing I'm going to say about it is just that the first song they use the word jellical in the movie about 138 times. Right. Like not exaggerating. I believe it. it my friend checked is 138, and the first song was literally just jellical cats can and jellical cats do. Those are the full lyrics of the song. Yeah. So it just goes jellical cats can and jellical cats do jellical cats can and jell and it goes <laughs> and that was the opening number. That was five yeah. minutes of them. Oh god. And I was like, I I hate the word jellical now, and I just you know. Anyways. Well, I think cats is coming here, and I was like, even if I get free tickets, I don't know if I really want to go. Is like it? like a live production of it. Oh, okay. Like, like I, I was NAC. like, wait a minute, we are getting. No, no. I mean like to Ottawa a live right. performance, but I don't want. <laughs> it's what it's what it is you know i mean it's about what you expect but not as it's not crappy enough to be worth recommending i guess but star wars okay yeah so say what you said before (laughs) we started rolling yeah so so here's the thing as you know i loved last jedi you know um force awakens i i really enjoyed um and on rewatch because going to this one i watched them again right um and i I liked force awakens more this time because i just you didn't i don't know first time i was like you never know and it's aping a lot of New Hope. Still love Last Jedi. I still don't fully get the hate, but not the point. So I I go in and I watch this and and it's just, I I really liked it. And I feel weird because like, I I don't think my opinion can maybe be trusted anymore because I'm like, (laughs) I, I don't know what, like, there were so many moments where I I just like, uh, you know, I didn't quite cry, but like just so many gut moments where I was just like, ah, like Lando, obviously is not a spoiler, but just, you know, and you know, he's coming, but you're just like, Oh, Lando. Oh, and oh, three PO said a nice thing. And three PO had some great lines, by the way, as a side note, but every once in a while, and I'm thinking way back where you'll see something, go to a movie and you go, wow, I really love that. Yeah. And then you go out to the outside world and you hear a bunch of people who hated it. (laughs) And I don't second guess myself, but I'm just like, 
wow, that's weird. Yeah. Because I, like, you know, I'm a Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. but that still doesn't mean I have to love everything because I'm also no. kind of a Star Trek fan, but I never, like, hold grudges because I can go, I didn't like the last two Next Generation movies, but currently I really like Star Trek Discovery and I'm mm. looking forward to Picard. You know, yeah. I never get this holding grudges or, or <laughs> I could go see Batman and Robin God, what was that, 20 years ago? Yeah. Leave the theater and go, I did not like that. I am moving on with my yeah, life. Yeah, I hate Batman now. <laughs> yeah. So with Star Wars, with Rise of Skywalker, I mean, it might just be... I was listening to a podcast where this comedian was saying he's like middle-aged and emotional and just crying for joy at everything. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, I might be there. And I have been more emotional lately as well. And not to bring the podcast down, but like my puppy dog died a month ago or three weeks ago. And that mm-hmm. was made me sad. And But going to see something that is nostalgic and something I love, and maybe with this sadness that just happened to me mm-hmm. and Christmas and family and something, I swear to God, the yeah. second half of that movie... I was crying through the whole oh, yeah. thing. And it's an the end whole of an thing. era too, like because yeah. they're, they're tying up three trilogies. So it's just, and that's not something I thought about until closer to the end of the movie as they were hitting all these boxes, basically, I guess. Yeah. And I, and I knew going in that there was a lot of nostalgia involved and that, it, you know, that some people seemingly were complaining about that. So, but that said, you know, I, I just, I don't know. Like, I, sh- sure, you can quibble about little things. Like, oh, oh, really? You know, the Emperor's still alive, which isn't a spoiler if you saw the trailer. Yeah. But, you know, but it's just, sure, okay, yeah, that doesn't make sense in this laser sword movie where all this stuff has happened. Like, it's just, I, I don't I don't find that I can really quibble with certain things where, you you know, you're like, oh, the atmosphere would have sucked them out there. That doesn't make sense. It's nothing like that. Yeah. Like, well, I listened to a podcast called The Flophouse, and they did an episode on... Skywalker, but it's my favorite kind of nerd criticism where they kind of tore it apart, but with a smile on their face, mm-hmm. then pointed out everything they loved about it. Right. And also reminded us how dumb Star Wars is. Yeah. Because go back to the first one, like A New Hope, and as that world expands, you go, okay, wait a minute. They were trying to hide little Skywalker from his dad, Skywalker. So they yeah. left him with people who Anakin knows. And didn't change his last name? Yeah. Like, so there's all kinds of stuff in Star Wars that if you think about it, are yeah. just, like, weird. And shouldn't he have sensed him, like, earlier? Like, I know he wasn't fully Jedi yet, but, like, shouldn't he... You know, he didn't even have an inkling? You and know, then, they were that close? Like, if they knew they were going to hit us with the Luke and Leia brother-sister thing, did yeah. they have to leave the kiss in the movie? You know, there's all kinds and, of stuff. And if they did have to leave the kiss in the movie, like, should we be having that conversation <laughs> as well? Like, why yeah, did that have good. to be there? You know? So I have realized... because. I know people who really liked the movie as well. And I think everyone I was with, like my family who I went to see it with, I think they all were, nobody was like, oh, that was horrible. Yeah. I think a normal human goes to see that and just goes, oh, the end, that was good. Yeah. But for me, I realized that with something like Star Wars or Goonies or Ninja Turtles, <laughs> yeah. you look at something that you love. And I joked with a friend of mine, the same way that someone with a kid looks at their kid, where my friends with kids, all kinds of complaining yeah. about them and saying they're monsters of and course. getting jealous getting jealous when Gwen and I go on vacation without kids <laughs> and my friends are like, oh, I wish I could go on one of those. But nonetheless, they love their kids. Their kids are great. Yeah. So with something pop culture like this, maybe if I went in and kind of delved into it more, the answer is just, I love it so much mm-hmm. that it's super easy to entertain me. Yeah. Maybe that's it, but there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Like, that's like saying you like basketball. Yeah. And saying that you only like that part because they were down by two points and a guy shot a three pointer and won the game. Yeah. You're like, well, yeah, that's why I liked it. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Like, that was enjoyable too. But, and it's... so Rise of Skywalker, if it's like, 
you only enjoyed it because there was a lot of cool lightsaber fights and aliens. Yeah, yeah. And a bunch of spaceships showed up, and then Wedge was there. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, that's why I liked it. Oh, Wedge was there. Jeez. Yeah, Wedge was there. He was that old guy. <laughs> okay, so that was the thing. There was like one or two people where I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure by the way that they're framing this that they were in the original, just yeah. by the like the one, you know, again, not a spoiler, but one of the bad guys or whatever. Right. And he's like, I was with you in the first war. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess this dude was in the first movie. Yeah. So I, like, I just, it's one of those things. And that's neat that they're they're doing that. But but I think also by the same token, it's, it's hard to let you down is the yeah. other end of that spectrum. Because it's like... You know, like what I, I don't know, like what am I expecting? Like what what I don't have an ending to these movies myself. So I don't I don't I don't care. Like, I just want to be entertained yeah. and I want to like I don't have to have nostalgia shoved down my throat. And I, I really didn't feel like that, to be honest. Like some people I see the complaints for sure. Yeah. But I'm just like, OK, for sure they did that. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, I do like seeing weird other planets and lightsaber battles and like a monster and whatever, you know, like all this yeah. stuff that's in all of the movies, it could be seen as cliche now that that's just, Oh, it's not a star Wars movie unless it has blank or whatever, but who cares? Like it's, those things are cool. I don't know. Like, what? And there's movies that we give a pass to because we love them. Mm -hmm. You know, like I love ghostbusters, but if you overthink ghostbusters, like explain ghostbusters, you're like <laughs> at the end, they're fighting somebody and a marshmallow man shows up and there's a demon who we haven't seen at all before. Yeah. And she's some kind of 80s looking rock star. And then two people turn into dogs. One's a key master. One's a gatekeeper. It's weird. Yeah, like, yeah. Like it, I think if that exact movie came out now, people would complain about it the same way people kind of might tear apart something like Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Or you, you see a behind the scenes thing about Die Hard, how they were just writing on the fly. Yeah. And there's all kinds of weird little continuity errors because they were just winging it. They were just yeah, going. Yeah. Well, like, and, and that's actually very similar to Rise of Skywalker, too. Yeah. I mean, just with, with Leia passing, it's like, well, I'm oh, just yeah. going to call her Leia. But yeah, but yeah like it's I, I would I really hope in a few years we get the behind the scenes stuff of at least like what the original write up was. Yeah. Like what the scope of the trilogy was, what the original script might have been. Because that's the other thing, you know, a few, my wife had it, she did not love it as much as I did. Right. Uh, she enjoyed several parts of it, I guess would be the way to say it. But, but she was willing to cut them a lot of slack in the last, you know, half hour just based because you just got to do what you got to do. You know, yeah. like Leia was supposed to be a big part of this movie and we'll yeah. never know. And I just think about that too, of just, just make it a movie at all, whether you're a million dollar movie or a $200 million movie, it's hard mm -hmm. and it's hard to please people. And so in this real world, harsh reality where one of your stars died, yeah, the other one didn't really want to be there, Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah. And you're dealing with deadlines and producers and mm. companies and fans and all kinds of stuff. Any movie, I, every time a movie's done, I'm like, wow, that was a miracle. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm easy to please, but at the same time, I'm just like, yep, I enjoyed that. Yeah. And, and I always laugh because anybody really furious, I'm like, but when they make another one, you're you're probably going to go buy the action figure. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's hard to lose fans. And the only reason it's making less money, and you could look, these are what franchises do, is yeah. that, you know, when Force Awakens came out, it was however many years, what, like 15 years after Revenge of the Sith or yeah, 13, something like that. So it's been a long time. So people are really excited. Nerds are going like five, six times each. This one, it's still going to make a billion or more dollars off of a $200 million investment. Mm -hmm. So it's still fine, but people go see it less. I've only seen it once, yeah. you know. And Lee's uh, picking up the slack Lee's for picking us, up the slack, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. And even if I had hated it, I just kind of go, 
oh well you know life goes on yeah yeah i'm still well it's, what's funny is uh my well my actually the same friend who really wanted to see cats he hated the last jedi like right. despised yeah yeah and we have that like i just kind of troll him now at this point because i'm just like i <laughs> yeah. agree with you it was great but you know so he liked this one a lot better he saw it before i did uh, he liked it a lot better, uh, but I don't trust those people. Like before I saw it myself, I was like, I don't trust these people who are like, oh, it's way better than The Last Jedi. I'm like, I don't know what that means. I, I yeah. really like it. So is it the best Star Wars movie ever made? It's so and I weird. have heard that from some younger people mainly. Oh, but yeah. It was so... Uh, and he, the other thing he said was basically, oh, the first 20 minutes retcons all of Last Jedi, which is completely false. No, I, like, I think people forget that characters have to go through crisis yeah. and get through it. So if you have a character who acted a certain way in the middle of the story, mm -hmm. and then at the end of the story either says, I've changed my mind or mm -hmm. I've gotten through that, that's kind of story. Yeah. Like that's like, so saying that Luke Skywalker was thrown under the bus or whatever, I was like, no, because yeah. we saw him develop through the last movie to now. Mm -hmm. Even, I mean, I think by the end of Last Jedi, he was different. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. It's, it's, I think middle-aged people have to realize that when an eight-year-old goes, that's great, and you don't love it, <laughs> yeah. maybe it's not for you. Yeah. And maybe the movie that you saw when you were eight, people forget that too. Go back and look at what middle-aged people thought about Return of the Jedi in mm -hmm. 1983. Kind of the same. Yeah. You know, so. it's And that just has so many iconic parts in it and, yeah. but i'm like i mean i was one when it came out so i'm not yeah. really a good judge <laughs> yeah. of that but it's so it's so weird and and i've also found when i was thinking back i can't remember what happened in empire or jedi for some stuff like right. for stuff involving you know the bad guys and like space stations and all that and i was like oh yeah there wasn't a death star in empire strikes back right and i'm like that was, that was just in the first one like because you know as stuff's happening in rise yeah. of skywalker and they're referencing stuff i was like was that all in return of the jedi i'm like trying to think back like was the emperor in empire strikes back i, I literally For like two seconds yeah okay because i head. could not re oh yeah yeah yeah. there you go because i was trying to think back i was like is this you know he's back but it's like when was this because they reference a lot from return of the jedi yeah obviously and so it was just weird i'm like man now i need to rewatch the original trilogy apparently because i just jammed them all into one movie basically. or people misremember things and they're angry saying oh but luke and han weren't together at all in these new Disney movies. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, do you remember Empire Strikes Back? Yeah. The only scene they had together is when Han, like, cut open a Tauntaun yeah. and shoved him in it. That's it. Yeah. Then Luke goes off to Jedi school with mm -hmm. Yoda, and by the time he gets to Cloud City, he's not helping anybody. Yeah. So there's this false memory of, like, all of our heroes having these adventures together. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, when Empire Strikes Back, Luke was by himself, really, for the whole thing. Yeah. So I find that funny, too. I was like, I think people maybe, when they were kids, read comic books and stuff, and that got in their brains of, mm -hmm. like, part of canon. And I'm like, no. Yeah. He well, they don't even there. have a ton of scenes in Jedi together, actually. Not really, like, no. some, but, like, not that much. Yeah, because same thing. They kind of go in their separate paths. Yeah. Like, Luke goes off to the Death Star. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... And they kind of have to, because it's like, you know... And it was, it was, there was sort of similar parts in, in that in this one, where it's like, well, what do you want... It's not like they can all fight. You know, Ray's got to go do this thing, and, yeah. you know, they've got to do this thing. Like, I also heard, that, oh, the, the comedy was bad. There's too much comedy. And I was like, I, I don't know. Am I just... Yeah, is, am I just giving too much? You know, like, am I like... I don't care. I just want to be entertained. Like that's yeah. that's where yeah, I'm at. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. So 
I don't know. I, I, I need to see it again. I also was thinking I might like to see it in IMAX just because, like, some of those shots were so big. Oh, yeah. And I just really, like... Well, I we'll have know. it here for sure. sooner than you know it. Like, oh, believe me. I, I'm yeah. already looking forward to that. <laughs> My free screenings. <laughs> okay. Let us chat briefly about the screenings of January 10th through the 16th. We have La Belle Epoque coming back for a second week. We have Parasite. This is big news. Coming back for its eighth week. Oh, man. So one more week, and that's the record. That's that's crazy. And, and it's, it's still doing happen. well, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, crazy well. We had an... <laughs> essentially an unadvertised screening because in the 11th hour we had a rental cancel on us mm-hmm. so we took their deposit money and got to have a movie and like 150 160 people showed up and Jeez. that was just basically people who looked at the website that night before yeah. the night before the morning of kind of thing that's insane like yeah. that's literally insane i really thought like oh this might be a slow screening but uh we'll put it on yeah. you know and it was a weird time slot. It was like 12.30 in the afternoon. So I think this is like our new The Room. It's never going uh, yeah. away. Yeah, see, no one would have predicted that. Like, this will be like a like an old screening in the in the 80s when Cannibal Run in its 40th week. Yeah. It's going to be like that. I really don't get it. Again, I, I love the appeal, but I yeah. really do not understand it. But great for us. Then we have the Ottawa premiere of a documentary called Fantastic Fun Guy hmm. about mushrooms. Uh, I, I thought it was about Kawhi Leonard. Fun guy? Yeah. Fungi? He's, fun guy? he's, he's like, know. I'm a fun guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's good. I, I'm sure all our Raptors fans will get that <laughs> reference. Then for a newer film, we have Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems. So good. From the Safdie Brothers, my new favorite filmmakers. Oh, man. it's uh, you, uh, Have you seen it yet? Or? No, I, I figured you were waiting for it. I'm going to see it on, as we record this, I'm going to see it on Sunday evening. So man. I'll see it soon. Yeah, you get to work all day and then watch Uncut Gems. Essentially, yeah. It's a pretty sweet deal. I've heard stories of people not doing any research and not knowing Adam Sandler well because <laughs> he does one of these every five years or so. Yeah. You know, he does a Punch Drunk Love or he did... Uh, like Rain Over Me. Yeah. Uh, he And, he, you know, work with Noah Baumbach, stuff like that. Mm. So he's done drama here and there. So evidently, many people are going to Uncut Gems and yeah. walking out a quarter or halfway through <laughs> furious that it's Man. not... Grown Ups 3. Yeah. Even like the opening scene is like kind of intense and not I mean, look at the funny. poster. I, I don't <laughs> understand. Oh, God. I love it. But and it, it's, it's uh, you know, it, it's not for everyone, I guess. Uh, yeah. My wife was done within the first 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. Mo- mo- mostly just because she's like, why am I supposed to care about these jerk people, basically? And I'm just, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. That's with a lot of people or some people sometimes it's hard when it's like a Tarantino-esque or yeah. even like a Western where it's like. These are all bad people. Mm-hmm. But man, I loved Good Time. Yeah. Oh, and and so... that was a, you know, two criminals going yeah. about <laughs> greasy, dumbly greasy going about criminals. their. Yeah. No, and it, it, this, and I think this is a better film all in all. I, I love Good Time, but this, uh, I, I found this movie hypnotic. That's that's the best review I can give. It wraps you up and the music just gets you and it's just, it is so good and you really want to see it at the Mayfair Theater. And I do appreciate when someone like Adam Sandler does one of these because mm-hmm. he's doing it for nothing he doesn't need the money he doesn't need you know he could just go do another netflix comedy and yeah that'll be fine so it shows that he has some love of the game that he mm-hmm. wants to be an actor that he's supporting these independent filmmakers so i always do appreciate it when you see a real mainstream person like that who's making 20 million dollars a movie yeah. going i will make minimum wage on this yeah and i think he does want the the acclaim and the awards yeah i mean i, I don't know if that's his main driving point but it's just you know it's the same way jim carrey did when he was doing man on the moon yeah and, yeah you know truman show and then the last thing to mention for this week is our 125th 
screening of oh, the room. Man. What's, one, what's 125 for anniversary? That's like a diamond platinum. Yeah, no, like, I think, yeah it's just like a golden uh, spoon or whatever. Du- like Double golden spoon. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's crazy. Yeah, so 125th, nothing extra special planned for this one. A lot of people were like, oh, is Greg coming or whatever? Yeah. We're like, well, no, because you know he lives in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, we can't just like <laughs> do that. But it is quite the event. It is quite the ceremony to behold. <laughs> it's a thing. That <laughs> 10 years ago, we were like, hey, let's play this so bad it's a yeah. good movie and now super fans seen it 50 times almost yeah, i mean we, as of this we were trying to get him on for this one at the last minute but schedules couldn't mesh but we'll have him on soon because be neat to talk to a super fan about the room because <laughs> like, what the hell is wrong with wrong you, with you? <laughs> how dare you support no. the theater yeah the why room? do you keep doing this like because i admit i've seen it twice okay i saw it once early early on and it's a funny story because i remember a friend and i wanted to come see it and i remember telling her oh we better not we missed like the third screening (laughs) and i remember saying oh we better go see it next month because i have no idea if it's going to be back after that yeah and then cut to 125 months in a row so i saw the fourth or fifth month and then i saw it a friend made me go for her birthday party that was her birthday (laughs) wish she was in town recently for cartoons and it was on the same night as the room and she's a super room fan yeah and she wanted to go see it and i was like oh god it's so late (laughs) it's so but i will go lame (laughs) if you want to see it and then i was laughing with her wife because she said oh wait yeah right it's an 11 30 show no we're parents now we go to bed at nine and i'm like saved by parenthood oh too close then she could just be like well let's watch it at your house right now instead and i'll throw garbage at you or whatever i love it like i and i love that we have this association and i love that greg will come here when he does his next film Mm. and it's it's crazy it's just crazy and it seems to keep gaining new people because every year we get a new batch of kids at carlton yeah who maybe haven't seen it before and I have heard that more and more people are coming for the first time, even though we're 120, 125 screenings in. So you get 18-year-olds coming for the first time, and then they will come again and again. So it's nuts. Where does it end? Never. (laughs) Yeah, because even even if we only got like 10 people one month, you'd still got to let it ride for another month. I don't know know what the death knell would be for the room. Even at its worst, I think twice in the past five, 10 years, it was on the night of a crazy snowstorm. Yeah. And 10 or 12 people showed up. And there was a time where it was slowing down. But mm-hmm. even slowing down, it went down, you know, oh, 40 people, 30 people. Yeah, yeah. And I remember joking and being like, oh, maybe this is it. Maybe we get to finally stop screening it. And then it went back up. And now it's like 75, 100, 150 <laughs> oh, people. So fate really loves messing with you about it's this. It's never movie. going away. <laughs> it's like, and yet we can't keep showing Mandy. Where, where are you guys? You're killing me here. Yeah. So come out for that because that'll be, you know, you get to tell your grandchildren that you were here for the 125th Man. screening of The Room. Yeah, yeah. If you're willing to admit that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's wrap this up. I'm at work. You just mm. came straight from your other job. Technically, I'm also at work in Technically. a way. I mean, I just grabbed my paycheck, so... You, you get know. paid in those two bags of popcorn you're taking for your it's, coworkers. And I like that the two bags of popcorn are in their own seat. Like, <laughs> yeah, nobody can see sit. this, but it's like they're our, our co-hosts right you now. You have a microphone up to them. It's like, we thought Andrew was supposed to be here, but instead we have two bags of popcorn. <laughs> It's like, ah, they said more than he did. Like, no, no, we love him. Okay, thanks for listening again, everybody. We can be found at mayfairtheater.ca. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And go visit our friends at House of Targ across the street for all your pierogi and video game needs. We'll see you soon at the Mayfair. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I was so shocked that they realized that Lando was the emperor all along. (laughs) Ah, What a twist, man. 
Steven Spielberg presents The Goonies, a Richard Donner film. I don't want to go on any more of your crazy Goonie adventures. The Goonies rely on three things. Good men. Good women. It jumped out from the bushes. It almost killed us. And good gadgets. So join the adventure with The Goonies. Rated PG. Starts Friday, June 7th at a theater near you.